pounds a dude. <laughs> it was, that was, it was my band name in college. 100 pounds a dude. <laughs> Lost and out of weed, the four of you decide to split up in different directions, making sure to keep the sun facing a certain direction. I thought for sure this was going to be about Lost. (laughs) (laughs) Certain direction for a day of travel, just to see if you can find any signs of civilization. We know the sun moves though, right? Yes, you journey north, keeping the sun to your right until it descends, and then keeping the sun to your left. <laughs> it has grown dark and your stomach starts to rumble. And for the first time in a long time, you are not hungry because you have the munchies, but because you haven't eaten. Wait, oh. actually hungry? <laughs> <laughs> Just normal hungies, huh? Must be time for another episode of High Mystery Patreon Special Edition, edition. with Hi. us. <laughs> I'm Robert. I'm Colin. I'm Tristan. Today, we will be smoking weed, as we have already done. <laughs> I brought this uh, Honey Pots Roll High Hemp. It's got the um, the GMO cookies. Yeah, those. Uh, can barely say it. Right, those. yeah. It's Gamo. I mean, <laughs> gum. Anyone, any of you guys seen that movie? Gamo. Gamo? Gumo? Gamo? Uh, no. Uh, it's, uh, that's a weird movie. Just, He'll endorse that one. I don't, I, no, no. I mean, it's weird. It's about like this just backwoods town in Texas and the people that live there. Okay. It's a weird. Your mo? Mo cookies. But uh, no, it's just about this kid that lives there named Gummo. Uh, it's been a long time. 37.5 THC, less than 1% seed. We're about to see what that's all about because supposedly that's some uh, genetic mod shit because we shouldn't normally be going that high. That's what Colin says. That's not natural. They're messing with science. (laughs) I've got my high hemp wrap. Inside is my salad of weed. If you want to know what that is, <laughs> go to the main. Check yeah, to the main. College cryptids. You know, we like to throw mysteries in our own episodes on other mysteries. That's right. And mostly, I just don't feel like reading all five yeah, labels no. right now. <laughs> that was half of your mystery. Yes, yeah, seriously. I talked less about cryptids than all the different weeds in the salad. So, yeah, there should be a good give and take of that information. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, I have the other half. The fresh other half, I don't, I don't do the ass end of things. Oh, you don't? <laughs> no. Uh, um, to each their own, Tristan. I guess. Yeah, I prefer the green. <laughs> the green end of things. I personally enjoy the ass end. I'm yeah. not knocking anybody. <laughs> it sounds like you are. You're very judgmental, Tristan. Very. <laughs> I'm so sorry that I triggered you all. That's not my intent. <laughs> Mainly was just trying to point out that I cut my blood in half to two smaller blunts. Honestly, like it's gotta be a better method. Yeah, no, because you don't like nobody likes putting a blunt out and then smoking that ash. I will do it though. I do. Yeah, it, it does all the time. It's you know, you can't. Always, sometimes you have to have leftovers. Well, yeah. here's the thing: if you don't go into it being like, 
I don't know if I'm going to finish this blunt or not, then that's yeah, mute point because you could finish it, you don't know. But if you're right. like, I need to only smoke half of this, sure, if you know ahead of time, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think it's the way to go, honestly, because then you don't get any of like the burnt flavor when you yeah. light it and stuff. And it's great, like especially on um, you know like adventure trips, like when you know you're like, okay, I'm not, yeah, I'm not gonna have time to sit here and smoke a whole blunt, like for sure. I definitely do, and I make it happen. But if <laughs> you know there are times. Or maybe you can't do that. And so just having a quick little something and multiple little somethings. Right. I lit that blunt. We're passing it around. Sure, sure did. We're sure getting did. all 37.5%. Genetically modified. <laughs> <laughs> Today I brought in a mystery that I teased a little on the main. It, uh, it's about a disappearance and then a reappearance <laughs> of Lawrence Joseph Bader. Oh, he's a baiter. He's a baiter. He's a baiter. Lawrence Joseph Bader was... Lawrence. (laughs) Lawrence. I knew my papa Lawrence. He was a good old baiter. He was born December 2nd, 1926. Okay. Akron, Ohio. Okay. I know Akron. I've been there. It's not that far. Oh... He's a bow tie kind of feller. He is. He's a he's an odd he's an oddball. He is. Can he do one of those things where he goes with his bow tie <laughs> spins? <laughs> Only when he, like a very beautiful woman comes into the room. Nice. Like, <laughs> like, oh, yeah, yeah. Wow. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he considered following in his father's footsteps and becoming a dentist, but enlisted in the navy. From 1944 to 1946. Oh. Bader then enrolled in the University of Akron, but flunked out after one semester. Ouch. Couldn't make it as an Akron man. Couldn't hack it. Couldn't hack it as an Akron man. (laughs) He's too busy being a Bader. (laughs) (laughs) He did meet and eventually marry Mary Lou Knapp on April 19th, 1952. <laughs> she her campaign as wife was you need a nap. Vote <laughs> <laughs> for me. <laughs> Bader became an American cookware salesman for the Reynolds Metals Corporation in Akron. Oh, for the Reynolds Metal Corporation. Yes. Very prestigious. Yeah, I, is it a big place out there in Akron? No, I have no idea. <laughs> You get all that just smoke inhalation from the factory. (laughs) (laughs) The job did not make much money and Bader carried many debts and fell behind in his taxes. Okay. It was estimated that he had not filed taxes between 1951 and 1957. Ouch. You know, when you're selling all that heavy metal... Right. Fifty-one to fifty-seven, he doesn't pay his taxes, so I'm assuming in fifty-eight the IRS shows up or something. Uh no, they didn't. He made the sale of his life. Someone was like, "I'll buy your pots." (laughs) I need so many pots. What are we gonna do with all these four hundred and eighty-five (laughs) plants? 
I mean, this is the 50s where, like, you know, if the IRS is after you, you just move to the next door neighbor's house. <laughs> and that's the end of that discussion. <laughs> I don't know who that guy is. My name's Jim. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or you all do like the same. <laughs> On March 15th, the Ides of March, 1957, Bader announced to Mary Lou that he needed to drive to Cleveland on business, and afterward, he planned on going fishing and would be late. I mean, seems, why does he got to drive somewhere on business? Seems like if you're a factory worker, your whole <laughs> business is one building. Well, he was... Doing it, doing it. He's a salesman for them. Doing it, so, doing so, it. It made sense that he had to, you know, go out and... Doing it, doing <laughs> it. <laughs> Mary Lou, pregnant with their fourth child. Damn, doing so, it is right. Yeah, for real. Oh, so he was a salesman. Yeah, he was for a salesman. I, had, for I heard factory worker, but okay. Um... Okay, that she, makes more sense that he would travel somewhere and try to sell his wares. Yeah. Get a deal. Close exactly. a shark tank. Yes. Deal. <laughs> uh, he, she suggested that he come straight home instead, to which Larry replied, maybe I will, maybe I won't. Oh, Damn, boy. Savage. And then left. She's like, look, I'm pregnant and maybe don't go fishing it's like yeah yeah the bluegills get that no i'm gonna go fishing thanks (laughs) larry bader drove to cleveland cashed a check for four hundred dollars and paid a few outstanding bills (coughs) including an installment premium for his life insurance policy oh i mean at least he was paying other bills too yeah, it's not quite as suspicious when it's like, I was just paying my bills. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And it's also like he's got a withstanding life insurance policy. It's not like he took it out on this trip. Yeah. Okay. He then went to Eddie's boathouse. Oh! <laughs> Eddie's suspicious, huh? Yeah, yeah. He's the real <laughs> grease in the hair type Eddie. He's like, what, you got a car? I'll make that car disappear. It's what do you need? It's a fast Eddie right there. <laughs> uh, Eddie's boathouse and rented a 14-foot boat. The proprietor, a man named Lawrence Coltler, or, yeah, Coltler, sure, they were both Lawrence's? They were both Lawrence's. A couple Larry's at the dock. Yeah. They real bonded over there. <laughs> uh, warned him that a storm was approaching, but Bader seemed unconcerned. Yeah, he's an experienced Bader. He knows how to be on the water. Yeah. He's a master Bader. Yeah, it's in his name. <laughs> <laughs> My namesake? <laughs> Is it a coincidence that he liked to go fishing? No, it's not. (laughs) It's in the name. (laughs) He paid a $15 deposit and asked that the boat be equipped with lights. Lights? Kotler told him it wouldn't get dark for hours. Still, Bader insisted. Kotler noticed Bader was carrying a suitcase. Bader went out on the motorboat that was also equipped with oars and began making his way along the water. I feel like Why? maybe he was going out to make some kind of like drug deal or something. Oh, shady mm. business. You know, you need the lights to signal your position. Sure, that makes sense. Or unless he knew he was gonna try and intentionally disappear. Sure. It would be pretty easy if you were just like, oh yeah, 
there is a storm. I'm definitely not. I won't be off. I'll be off the lake before the storm, even though knowing the storm is like the perfect cover. Yeah. Mm. The Coast Guard spotted Bader on the water and warned him that a storm was coming, which... Would... Yeah, yeah, I know all about the storm. <laughs> Listen, I get the storm, all right? God, enough with the storm Can already. you guys stop scaring away bluegills, please? God. <laughs> I should have a truckload of bluegills at this point. <laughs> He's swimming in them. <laughs> so they tell him to leave, and he's like, no, I'm good. Yep, it would be the last time anyone saw Lawrence Bader. I'm surprised they even let him go. Like, we got a bad storm coming, dude. Oh, cool. So, like, you want to come in with us? Or, no, you're going to stay here? No, you should come in with us. I mean, I guess at that point it's on him, right? You know, like, we yeah. did everything we could do. We told him the responsible thing is to come in or whatever. And he doesn't, and it's on him. I just feel, you know, like, Lifeguards don't let you swim a certain distance, let alone, you know, I just figure, like, Coast Guard would be like, bro, like, we can't in good conscience let you go out there right now. I mean, I guess if it was already storming at that point, then maybe they'd be more like, no, you're coming in with us. But Mm -hmm. maybe since it hadn't started yet, it was just like a good warning to get out of the way. For sure. Sure. The guy wanted to catch some fish, you know. Right. (laughs) So determined to eat a fish fry that next night. So the next morning, the boat was found washed up ashore more than five miles from Eddie's boathouse. Wait, what about the other Larry? Who's the other Larry in all of this? Who rented the boat? He rented the boat. Lawrence Coltler. Lawrence Coltler rented it for our Lawrence? Yeah, Lawrence Bader. Lawrence Bader. Yeah. Why did that happen? I'm confused. He just went to Eddie's boathouse where Lawrence was, you know, he was the proprietor of Eddie's boathouse. Oh, I see. <laughs> I thought it was like, yeah, his business partner went ahead and paid for the boat. So, uh, you know, no, it's no, just no. a coincidence. Yeah, guys, it just happens. The guy the renting the boat was yeah. named Larry to a guy named Larry. Exactly. Yeah. And the I thought they were with these weird coincidences. I thought maybe they were on the boat together. And that was my other theory, was that there was some broke back water stuff going uh, on. Okay. Just two Larrys. <laughs> I've always wanted one to, Larry. I've always wanted to be flexible enough to blow myself. And here you are, another Larry. <laughs> it's not gay because we're both Larry. Exactly. I'm so glad you said it. Because I was wanting to say it. But then you said it. It's like we finish each other's... <laughs> Rob. <laughs> Classic Rob did. <laughs> One of its propellers was bent and the hull had been scratched, but there was no sign that the boat had capsized or been tipped over. Okay. A single oar was missing. The life jackets were accounted for. The gas can was empty, but Bader and his suitcase were nowhere to be found. So wait. The life jackets were gone? What was the next The thing? life jackets were accounted for. Oh, they were on the boat yes. still? Yeah. Was there a dinghy or something? Uh, no, the single oar was missing. There, The life jackets were still there. There was a gas can that was empty. But oh. Bader and his suitcase were nowhere to be found. So I suppose he could have had a second vehicle, potentially. Sure. Because the gas can that's empty would suggest that maybe he filled something up. Exactly. Interesting. Or that he just wanted to take that boat to somewhere else and maybe he got there. With the gas that he had yeah. in the can. Okay, yeah. Just another like fuel load for the boat he was already on, potentially. Sure. Okay. 
The plot she thickens. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> The Coast Guard searched the water for two months, but when no sign of him was found, they had little choice but to call off the search and declare Bader dead. Really? You just assume he's dead? I mean, you can yes. only search for so long before you're like, well, he's not here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he doesn't seem to be home. And there was that storm. Yeah. So... Sometime between three and five days later, uh, after, dis after Larry's disappearance, a man named John Fritz Johnson. John Fritz. John Fritz Johnson. Yep. Sounds like a fake name. <laughs> stopped into a restaurant named Ross's Steakhouse in Omaha, Nebraska. I assume it's a diner themed on the Friends character. <laughs> you yes. walk in and the waiter always says, Hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's definitely Gunther serving coffee. And not like a character Gunther. The actual guy who played Gunther <laughs> is working there. Uh, I'm just like swimming in the Friends diner details. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. Continue. Uh, he stopped into Ross's Steakhouse in Omaha, Nebraska, looking for a bartending job. And Gunther was like, sorry, we're not looking for any bartenders. I handle it myself. <laughs> and then they served a chocolate tower that was actually the fountain from the Friends at the beginning. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. <laughs> just, just chocolate, though. And there's always a studio audience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we hire these 50 people yeah. to sit here all day long. And only when a customer says something like saucy do they go, ooh. <laughs> that would be some kind of live theater. That would be pretty awesome is that you're actually serving drinks on the stage and everything. But if you want, you can sit in the audience and you can just observe what's happening in front of you. Sure. You'd have to get a lot of people in order to. Yeah, for Enough sure. to fill the seats inside and then want to sit in the audience. Let's write a play. The live studio audience there experience. You there you go. <laughs> you just basically control the crowd and make them as much part of the show as your show. Sure. I kind of like that idea, actually. <laughs> At what point are they laughing because you told them to <laughs> and because they think it's funny? <laughs> like, you know, if you tell a joke, I think everybody that gets to actually participate on stage... They have one of those little buttons that does the applause or laughter. So if you think you told a funny joke, <laughs> <laughs> you just click you it. Just click it and it's like, oh, nice. I like that gratification. <laughs> Is there a studio director who like just sits there and monitors that and like will switch it to like, wah, wah. Yeah. Well, yeah but he comes out periodically and does long monologues about the show. And like, what does it mean to be part of a show? What does it mean to exist? It gets really existential. Dope, dope. I've written half of it. It's 48 <laughs> pages so far. <laughs> uh, this guy had a drink guide stuffed under his arm. He, <clears throat> he carried a heavy canvas bag along with a Navy-issued driver's license. He had exclaimed to his would-be employer that he had just gotten out of the Navy after a 14-year stretch. Okay. That a bad back had led to his discharge and that he decided to travel the country a little. He was staying at the Farn the Farnham Hotel. Farnham? <laughs> Great rates. 
<laughs> and I like the ham. <laughs> <laughs> we bring him along. <laughs> He's great to have around sometimes. I'm having so much fun. Wow, we're best friends, huh? He can be a bit much at times, but for the most part, he's pretty nice. Wow, what's your name? Helen? That's an amazing name. I'm so glad to be out here today meeting you, Helen. He's a mix of Chris Traeger and Chris Farley. (laughs) So, uh... And that he would be a good hire because he used to tend bar at clubs in the service. Like, oh no, you got that drink guide under your arm. I don't believe you. <laughs> He's like, it's just a quick guide. Every bartender carries one. <laughs> uh, Johnson. It's like mimosa. Yeah. <laughs> Champagne plus orange juice. Vodka <laughs> on the rocks. Yeah, for real. Like the dumbest <laughs> Uh, Johnson got the job, and uh, people would remark what a strange name John Johnson had. He claimed that he was raised at an orphanage in Boston, and of the 22 babies found on the doorsteps there, they were given the same generic names, but each given a nickname. And Fritz was supposed to be his? Yeah, Fritz was his nickname. So I guess everybody there, every boy was named John Johnson. I feel like Every, that's just cruel and unusual. Like, come on. I feel like that can't even be like possible, like for just identification purposes. Yeah, it seems like they'd be like, no, these kids still need to have normal last names. Like, well, that's that's a very normal <clears throat> first and last name, you know, John I've never Johnson. Met a John Johnson. Yeah, I mean, I'm neither of I. But <laughs> there's a lot of names I, I don't or, think I've or, ever met a Johnson. Or like a Mark Marcus or anything like that. But also, it's like I'm a girl. Don't well, no, that, like, yeah, and I think every girl was like named Sally Johnson or something like that, or Sally Susan or whatever. It still seems cruel to have a room full of kids and you say John, and thirty of them turn to the left. Yes, <laughs> well, they all give them those nicknames, so you know you're Fritz. You're yeah, just, yeah, sure. Give them a separate name in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, agreed. Well, his nickname was Fritz because he reminded the people there of a character in the. Cats and Jammer Kids comic strip. Fritz the Cat? That's, no, it's Cats, K-A-T-Z, Cats and Jammer. I think it's uh, some German. Cats and Jama? Yeah, Cats and, and Jama Kids. There happened to be a Felix in there that he was like or something. I guess so, yeah. Um, Fritz. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but that story would sometimes change, claiming that he was given the nickname from a time in the service when he received a short haircut that made him look like a German soldier. Oh boy, <clears throat> stories aren't adding up. Someone tried to hit reset on his life, but he was too dumb. <laughs> Johnson preferred to use the name Fritz. Uh, checks were signed Fritz. All his bills were made out to Fritz. How can you do that? Can you do that just like, oh, I'll use my nickname for all these legal documents and check cashing? Yeah, I guess so. I don't think it would work today. Like, I think you got to use your legal name. Sure, in certain documents, but I mean, you could sign your checks with that, you know, and you can have checks made out to that. You can just endorse it and then like whoever, and then you can sign it whatever. I, I mean, I guess if you legally change your name, you can make it whatever you want. 
You can make it, you know, Courtney sure. banana fuck if you want to. <laughs> but that's the thing. I don't think he legally changed it because he's not trying to do yeah. anything illegal. I guess it, it represents his legal name if it's on his birth certificate. Maybe. But like you say, it's a nickname, so it should have come later. Well, unless it was he was born with it and they did that in quotes, Fritz. <laughs> I could see it too, though. If you're at a local bank, you know, they'll just yeah. be like, Fritz. Yeah, I can't oh, stress there's Fritz. So cash is check. This, you know? is, this is like the 50s. You For know? sure. True. Yeah, you like knew every single person in town. There's Jim the Mailman. <clears throat> He's a good guy. Always <laughs> takes care of any boys' balls who run out into the street. They'll give me an extra <laughs> shot of bourbon. <laughs> bourbon and milk here. <laughs> he also had a strange way of dating checks by season instead of by day, month, year. So oh, it'd be just like, yeah, July, or not even July, like spring, summer. summer. Uh-huh. <laughs> spring and summer. Fritz had a very flamboyant lifestyle. He listened to classical music, drove around in a hearse equipped with pillows, a bar, and an incense burner, and named it his hunting vehicle. Okay, that's creepy. <laughs> he even became an. How's that flamboyant? <laughs> it was for, like, for the 50s that was pretty flamboyant that's just full on creep like if he was in a clown costume I'd assume he was a serial killer <laughs> <laughs> he even became an award winning archer winning several regional championships oh Robin Hood hmm. <laughs> okay it was a lifestyle that one would never have been welcomed in Ohio okay that is according to one person <laughs> at the time. <laughs> no, no archers allowed in Ohio. I will say Ohio is fairly conservative and that whole love shack mobile thing he's got going on would definitely be frowned upon. But where is he now? <laughs> Omaha, Nebraska. <coughs> which the I most have been. liberal place <laughs> I mean, I in can... all of America. <laughs> <laughs> I, I heard and I could be wrong on this, but I've heard that Omaha, Nebraska is the exact center of America. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. But, uh, don't quote me on that. (laughs) Fritz had ambitions of being a broadcaster and would often visit his local radio station, KBON. Okay. In 1959, he was hired by the station and became something of a local celebrity. Fritz would perform stunts like sitting on top of a 50-foot flagpole for 15 days to raise money for polio, which at the time was a thing. And for his pure enjoyment. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds really uncomfortable and difficult. So if nothing else, that's super fucking impressive. Yeah, that's, that's nothing you can say but impressive. I wonder if there's like a trick, like he had a plastic see through seat. Yeah, like I have, I have no idea because yeah, he's yeah. definitely manufacturing plastic thirsties at this time period. <laughs> he was a pioneer. <laughs> I mean, I guess they could like always, you know, ring up like water and food to you and stuff. Yeah, and you'd just be got a piss in a bucket, taking shits off. Yeah, the right. side. <laughs> nobody stand directly under the flagpole while I'm doing this. <laughs> You've been warned. I had talk. <laughs> I assume when you get up there and you go on your 
that like starvation mode, you know? Yeah, I got to assume, but you know, it's just the peeing. I guess he would just be peeing and it would just be trickling down. From <laughs> Who knows what happened to this guy? Anyways, in 1961, Fritz married former model Nancy Zimmer, whom had a daughter from a previous marriage, but the two soon welcomed a son. Oh, it sounds so nice for Fritz if he hadn't abandoned his first family. <laughs> right, four kids? Yeah. I mean, if we're assuming, and I am, that Fritz is this guy, is also Lawrence. I mean, why would we be talking about this guy? <laughs> so in depth. Exactly. Like, this has to be Lawrence Bader. Come back as Fritz Johnson. Fritz John Johnson. John Fritz Johnson. That's the one. Johnson went on to become a TV sports director at KETV7. Dang. Worked his way up. I mean, it sounds like he's doing a lot better as Fritz than he ever did as yeah. Bader. Right. <laughs> in 1964, it was discovered that Johnson had a cancerous tumor behind his left eye. He lost the eye and wore an eye patch, which only added to his flamboyance. Oh, made people like him even more. Oh, he's snake plissken. I tried. I could not find a single picture with him in an patch. <laughs> There's so many pictures pre-eye patch. If you don't want to be on Twitch, Rob just put up a picture of snake plissken <laughs> from, from New York. Well, this is Patreon, so you gotta be watching the YouTube. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Or whatever. <laughs> On February 2nd, 1965, Johnson, who, like Bader, was an archery enthusiast, attended a tournament in Chicago. They checked his papers and found out he was a Bader. <clears throat> an acquaintance of Larry Bader's from Akron was... I you. I went to school with you, bro. <laughs> ...was also no, in no, attendance. No, you don't. <laughs> no. Uh, we sat together in math class. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know your face anywhere. I stared at your face for 10 years. He was also in attendance and saw John Johnson. Oh, yeah, he did. He was like, that's not a John Johnson. That's a Bader. And despite... Hey, <laughs> <laughs> Look, he turned. He turned around while I said Bader. And despite the mustache and eye patch recognized his old acquaintance, Larry Bader. Oh, boy. He's like, sick eye, sweet eye patch, bro. <laughs> Got out into the world too much. The acquaintance brought Bader's 21-year-old niece, Suzanne Pika, to have a look. Convinced, she asked him, pardon me, but aren't you my uncle Larry Bader who disappeared seven years ago? Pardon me. Pardon me. Did you abandon your family? <laughs> Whoa. How many, years, how many years later is this? This is, he left in 57, right? And this yeah. is 64, so seven years later. Yeah, something like that. It's like, I don't know what, I don't even know what you looked like, little girl. It's seven years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Johnson laughed it off, but oh. Mrs. Pika called in his two brothers from Akron. 
They oh, too. Really? So she was like, no, he yeah, can't yeah. laugh this off. That's him. <laughs> and she called his brothers? Yeah. So the one, yeah, okay, so his brothers who grew up with him. And yeah. So they definitely know if it's him or not. Yeah. Wow. They too believe this man to be their brother, and they convinced the man to accompany them to a police station to be fingerprinted. Wow. I'm surprised he agreed. It would be so crazy if it was just like a doppelganger. <laughs> yeah, like, for right? sure. He just has a similar vibe, look, whatever, but like just is not. And you, can you imagine being the guy? Like if you were, if it was a doppelganger situation, you're like, I'm not your brother. Yeah. <laughs> I grew up in an yeah. orphanage. Like, Shut up, Lawrence. My name is not Lawrence. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> how many times do I have to tell you? This is so strange. Oh, yes, I'll go with you to the police station. I mean, obviously it's him. But if it wasn't, <laughs> that would be nuts. Okay. Because Larry had been in the Navy, he had his fingerprints on file. John Johnson's fingerprints were an exact match with Larry Bader's. Oh, Why did he even go? <laughs> he had to have known that they had his fingerprints. And also, like, why would you burn your fingerprints off? Like, come on. Step one of creating a new life for yourself. Seriously. <laughs> burn those fingerprints off. Yeah. Burn them right off. It's not hard. A little vegetable <laughs> burn. A little... Yeah, get an iron hot. <laughs> Remember Men in Black? Yeah, when yeah. He touches the thing and mm -hmm. does it real quick. Mm -hmm. That was crazy. It doesn't <laughs> seem like it hurts all that much. Yeah, but they have, like, the perfect technology oh, for it. Yeah. I'm talking about using an iron. <laughs> you know what? You know, don't, don't use an don't iron, Don't use folks. an iron. Kids, please. <laughs> don't try to rewrite your life. A lot of this is illegal. Johnson was now faced with the fact that all his memories were false and that he had two wives. According to Johnson, it was like a shock. Up until that moment, I had no doubt that I was not Larry Bader. But then I, when I heard that, it was like a door had been slammed and somebody had hit me right in the face. So he went into like a fugue stage. <laughs> or at least that's what he's claiming now. Came up with this whole other persona. Somehow, after disappearing during a storm on Lake Erie, Larry wound up over 700 miles away with a new job a new face, a new wife, new children, and a completely different set of memories about the first 30 years of his life. Hmm. If you believe him. <laughs> Sounds like he pulled a Walter White to me. What? <laughs> a very convenient fugue state. <laughs> Bader's reappearance caused many problems for Mary Lou, his first wife. She had been receiving monthly social security payments of $254 and $39,500 in life insurance that would have been, that would have to be paid back. Oops. <clears throat> I mean, it's not her fault. Mary Lou had also accepted a marriage proposal that could no longer be accepted because, because she was, a, she was Catholic. Well, that would also make... His marriage, his marriage no one yeah. Yep, and since Johnson was already married, his oh. marriage to Nancy was also not legal. Wow. I mean... <clears throat> and it could be worse. It seems like this new life, he's really successful. Right. I mean, if it is just like this memory loss. 
Legitimately. <laughs> and he's not just a nefarious character lying to all of us, which, I mean, who knows? Who's to say? <laughs> uh, but you know what I'm saying? What am I saying? He's talking? Is it me? <laughs> After the double life came to <laughs> He didn't help me at all. He's just like, we got to move on from that. <laughs> There's no way to know for sure. <laughs> all right, Rob. Note taken. I got it. KETV fired him. His wife Nancy no left him. I mean, it makes sense. And Fritz found work as a bartender again, making $100 a week. $50 went to his first wife for child support, and $20 went to his second wife Nancy, leaving him only $30 a week. Why did $20 go to his new wife? They weren't married anymore. They had kids? Yeah, they had child support for the kids. Oh, he had a kid with her, that's right. Yeah. Uh, leaving him only $30 a week, Fritz had to move into an Omaha YMCA. Oh, Did he wow. try to fake his death again? <laughs> no. <laughs> a team of psychiatrists examined Bader for 10 days. Their conclusion was that Johnson had legitimately no recollection, recollection of his former life. That's crazy. He said there was evidence that Johnson might have wanted to start again, considering having tried many get-rich-quick schemes and getting in trouble with the IRS for tax evasion. But according to psychologists, cases of amnesia lasting several years in which a person filled the missing time with false memories are not rare, but not unheard of. Is there any way to know what he had in that briefcase when he, like, supposedly went disappearing? Like, if it was, like, a fresh set of clothes that this other guy happens to wear all the time, like... Mm. Mm. Or if it was a suitcase full of money. Yeah. yeah. Or if it was a suitcase full of blow. Or if it was a suitcase full of love letters. <laughs> to Larry Cutler. <laughs> Larry, I can't believe. We both I, had the same first name. Our trip onto the water was magical last time. <laughs> I can't wait to wrangle some bluegill with you again. <laughs> Yours truly, Larry. <laughs> the other Larry. <laughs> um, another theory is that the tumor that cost Bader his eye... Oh, yes, the tumor. Oh, it messed with his, <laughs> messed with his personality? Well, it may have been responsible for Bader's apparent memory loss. Oh, like in fugue state. <clears throat> but did it, it does... I guess when you're pulling stuff out of the brain, it's hard to say what right. might be connected to what, but it seems yeah. like you know whether there's part of it that uh, controls memory or not. I mean, the frontal lobe is, uh, I think, the memories. Um, so, I don't know. Fuck if I know. I mean, it doesn't even have to be, like, right in that area. It could just be like, pushing and applying pressure on Right, yeah, just on the wrong spot. Little slips of the syringe. All of a sudden, you don't know how to ride a bike anymore. No, we're seeing even beforehand. Yeah, yeah, the just tumor the tumor is causing pushing the, back. Oh, on. I see what Like, it had gone yeah. advanced to the point where that makes sense. just he happened to go into that state on that evening or whatever. Okay, yeah, yeah, I get it now. Like, maybe it would cause part of the brain to shrink or yeah. just being there damages whatever part mm -hmm. of the brain. Mm -hmm. Now I got it. Uh, yeah, the malignant tumor that cost Bader his eye eventually resurfaced. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just the recap. 
<laughs> not all of you can see these pictures. <laughs> Rob, did, Rob did Kramer from Seinfeld with his eye patch, if you remember the episode. And now he's put up Mad Eye Moody <laughs> from Harry Potter. Oh, Lord. Bader slash Johnson died September 16th, 1966 at St. Joseph's Medical Hospital in Omaha. His death meant that the question of whether he was an amnesiac or a hoaxer was never resolved. Wow. How could you? Right? You'd have to, like... I mean, he did have two stories, right? So that's kind of weird. Well, it could be just that, you know, that's what he thought at one point, and then that tumor hit him in a weird spot, and yeah. now that he's thinking that's what happened. And, and it resurfaced, so it's like, <coughs> who knows? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Brain's complicated. That's it's true. a complicated it's... thing. Hmm. I would have to look yeah, more into the event of his disappearance. Yeah, I feel like I need to know more about that, too. Because it said it was only, like, a few days from yeah. his disappearance to the point where this guy is showing up. It was as soon as three days or as late as five days. It's, like, depending on the story you hear. Huh. But, um, that yeah, he was 700 miles away from Akron, Ohio. But you can get that distance in five days easy. Oh, yeah. Sure, but, I mean, if you're an amnesiac... Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, what? Like, did he still like? He must have known where his car was. How did he get a car? You know, did he, he take a? a he must have bust. He must have busted. He yeah, had the I mean, suitcase, maybe. Or like Tristan says, it was much more normal to hitchhike in 1960 <laughs> than it is now. So he could have just, you know, put the thumb out. Yeah. Did a few of the rules of the road. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, searching for the party Ask town that is Omaha, or... Nebraska. <laughs> Ass, grass, or cash? Was that one? Nobody Ass, rides for free. Ass, grass, or cash? Ass, gas, or grass? There it is. I mean, I bet that guy would also take shrooms or like bottle alcohol. Helpful handy. <laughs> That's what we're all getting. <laughs> he just had an instruments to give a better handy in that briefcase of his. Revolutionary. Yes, I invented this in my many hours of speaking the Navy. These don't do it for me anymore, though. I'm going to sit on top of a flagpole for 15 days. Yeah, it's so weird. <laughs> It had a purpose. His <laughs> Do it for polio. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever. I'll do it for something. This feels like a stranger movie. Yeah. This guy's life. Yeah, it's just... It's it's a really cool story if it did just happen like a tumor made him do this weird stuff. Or if, <laughs> you know, he was really like, I'm just going to move 700 miles away and be so... Goddamn ballsy! I'm gonna get a television job. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna well, get in front of the camera. So, still, uh, yeah. still, I mean, like your it's name not is like places. He, like, moved away into the deep forest, or <laughs> right? Anything. Like, yeah, he's trying so to be a celebrity, right? right. And that's, he was still going to fucking archery competitions and shit. That's why in the news, yeah, because he's doing like things. Yeah, that's why it makes it so questionable. It's like, is he? It makes him make more sense that he did actually just forget. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's not doing a great job of disappearing. Exactly. I would like to know if he's like he's seriously keeping up with his taxes and everything for those like last seven years. Yeah. If he's like, you know, I'm, I'm, I pay my taxes. I would never be this. John Johnson always pays yeah. his taxes. Larry, I don't know about him. He sounds uncouth. Yeah, I do kind of wonder how different the person was. I mean, yeah. obviously different because he was sitting on flagpoles and yeah. riding around in a sex mobile. <laughs> was it or was it a death mobile? I mean, it was a hearse. It was a hearse that he called the hunting wagon or some shit. But didn't you say it had, like, I don't know, maybe I just put this... Oh, I mean, no, it had, like, pillows and incense. Yeah, Yeah, it was, like, a real hippie, like, shag wagon. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Yeah, it had, but it was a hearse. (laughs) It was, like, the mystery machine, but if you fucked it. Yeah. It was a hearse. It's more like a ghost mo- uh, Ghostbusters mobile. Ecto-1. Ecto yeah. Your mouth is dry, not because you have cotton mouth, but because you are dehydrated. Well, I mean, what's the difference? You find a well, and you have to rub your eyes to believe that what you are seeing is real. I don't believe it. Quick, rub your eyes, bro. It helps. <laughs> you run to the well and pull up the rope that is attached to the beam above the hole. The bucket is heavy, and your mouth begins to salivate at the prospect of water. Whoa, I'm so salivating. <laughs> so heavy. So salivating. As the bucket comes into view... You begin to smell vinegar. What? And you see that the bucket does not have water, but instead a headless body of a woman. A penanguin. That's all for this episode of Our Mystery Patreon Edition. I'm Robert. I'm Colin. I'm (laughs) Tristan. We're out.